Welcome to the Full Press Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Senra, and joining me today is one of my co-hosts, Alessandro Senator. How you doing, Alessandro? Pretty good, Kyle. Pretty good. Awesome. Uh, I'm super pumped for today's episode. I know when I first conceived this entire segment of going team by team, one of the ones I had circled was the this Kansas City Chiefs episode. Part of it is when I first came into full press coverage, I was put in charge of the Chiefs. Uh, and one person I got to work with really closely last year was Brayden Holaseek, who is now the Chiefs managing editor. So uh, first off, congratulations, Brayden, on the promotion. And uh, secondly, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, all the mentorship and uh, just all the uh, close workings with me last year, Kyle. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from the moment I got there, I realized, okay, this guy knows his stuff about football. It's just, can we can I help you get uh, presented better, write it better? And, and, you know, I guess I'm good with language, I suppose. I talk enough, so I had to figure out something eventually. You know, I haven't been writing a long time yet, but um, just I think every, like, couple of months, there's something that I learn, whether it's just from people at full press coverage or, you know, people I see every day. You know, I, I just, I seem to understand it, I think, pretty quickly. So I think that's a big plus, too. So it's been it's been fun. Excellent. I mean, and we do this for fun. I mean, as much as potential career opportunities for all of us, I think the fact that we all love football and love what we're doing, what we're creating for full press coverage, it really comes through. Uh, but personally, I feel like, Braden, you've just improved so much over the last uh, year or so, uh, you know, from what you first had when I first got there to the stuff you're creating now. It's, it's so well written and you're doing a great job. And uh, the football stuff's always been there. I remember last year uh, you were kind of touting Chris Jones a little bit. And I mean, the rest of us, no idea who he was and then suddenly goes and breaks a, a record for consecutive games of the sack. Right, right. Uh, OK, well, right off the bat, is there a. Uh, under-the-radar defensive player that we should be paying attention to, kind of like Chris, Chris Jones last year? Well, I think so far in training camp, all the buzz has been around rookie Juan Thornhill from Virginia, and he's been an interception machine so far in training camp, whether it's against Patrick Mahomes in the red zone or, you know, the backups. It seems like, you know, losing Eric Berry, you know, it's hard to say goodbye to somebody like that that was – so big for the franchise but replacing him with, with someone like Matthew who's mentoring Juan Thornhill is is huge and I think Thornhill is a big sleeper for defensive rookie of the year this year all right Thornhill so um I guess is, is he playing more of the free safety role or is it a, a strong safety or are they kind of trying to copy the Patriots and do a bit of both I know the Packers are, are doing that this year I think it's a little bit of both. Um, for Thornhill, I think he is more of free safety right now. Um, Thornhill, or excuse me, Matthew is playing more of the strong safety role. But I think right now Kansas City with the uh, defensive scheme change, Steve Spagnuolo, the new defensive coordinator, they're they're looking at all their options right now. They're not content with just keeping um, everybody in one spot. So I think that's a good thing too because, you know, in the past it's just – all 11 players are in their one spot and no adjustments are being made. So I, I like that so far from Steve Spagnuolo. I know the Chiefs kind of saw that firsthand last year with the Patriots and the type of rotations they had in their secondary. Sometimes they're running six guys and just sort of clogging up the middle and causing kind of chaos. I know it, it definitely gave Mahomes some problems in that first half of that game. And the Chiefs offense adjusted, but still, it I think uh, 
I mean, there's a reason the Patriots are the Patriots. Belichick's a defensive genius, so every yeah. team really should be taking notes from that. All right, I have to interject here because I actually have some stake in the Chiefs. You guys took my boy, middle linebacker, the mammal. How's he doing? First preseason game, he got a lot of time, and, and really he, he led the team in tackles, I believe. You know, he, he was a good um, – he's a good change of pace. Linebacker, too, you got that extra speed that really Kansas City hasn't had in a long time in the middle, or at least since, you know, Derek Johnson was kind of more in, in his prime before the injuries uh, added up. So he had a lot of tackles last Saturday, and I think, you know, as long as he can be a guy that – can continue to play fast and and be interchangeable at the linebacker position. That's that's going to be huge for the Chiefs this year. Well, uh, I think I mean this is the full press fantasy podcast. So let's uh, let's actually delve into the fantasy football side of things. As much as I do enjoy talking about the defenses, <laughs> and I mean I know a lot of people consider running back to be the most important position in fantasy football. The way that players at the running back position can kind of, especially a starting running back, can get guaranteed touches on a week to week basis. There's a certain predictability. You know when a running back's you know in line to at least see a good, a big workload and be a workhorse back. Do you think there's is it going to be a workhorse back with the Chiefs this year? At first, I, I did with Damian Williams, but he then missed about a week and a half of training camp with a hamstring injury, and it looks like now they're going to go more running back by committee. I think you see rookie Darwin Thompson is kind of emerging quicker than what maybe the Chiefs were expecting. Um, honestly, Carlos Hyde, I'm, I, I don't really know what to expect right now. I was listening earlier today, the coaches were talking about Hyde, and they didn't really talk about a lot of him, uh, a lot of his ability on the field. You know, they kind of just talked about his veteran presence. So if they're just talking about more of his age, I don't really know for sure if he's going to make the team. I mean, I would think so, but, you know, it's what's his role on the team? I don't really know. Is it a goal line guy only? But you can have Damian Williams do that. You can have Darwin Thompson do that, or even Daryl Williams. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see week to week, you know, who ends up getting more of the touches. It all just kind of depends on, I think, how much Damian Williams can continue to uh, progress because, you know, he's never really been a starter before in Miami. I think uh, Lamar Miller was always there with him before Miller went on to Houston. And then last year, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously the situation there where the Chiefs released him. So he's never really been a starter, but I think if he can continue to progress, he'll get the bulk of the carries, but it's still going to be, I think, iffy for fantasy uh, among the running backs. All right, I have to bring this up because the the, the biggest thing for me is uh, Mahomes because I am one of those people that is still riding that uh, Mahomes high. The wide receiver group, it's a it's a strange group that has a lot of question marks surrounding it. Outside Kelsey, you know, you, you guys got a lot of potential because they, they said that you guys have one of the fastest wide receiver groups. You know, I mean, I, I know you guys got um, Jamal Custis, Felton Davis, Rashad Davis, you know, all those rookies. Michael right. Hardman, I heard good things about Hardman. I've not heard much about Cody Thompson, but you got Sammy Watkins, you got Tyree Kill, and you got Michael Hardman. I mean, those three guys alone are like one of the fastest that you guys have. 
obviously Tyreek, since he got cleared, he's going to be your he's going to be your number one. I mean, you're going you're going to include Cheetah as your number one. I figure as much you're going to have Sammy Watkins as your number two. But who's your number three guy? Is it going to be Michael Hardman, or is it going to be uh, Demarcus Robinson? Right now, I think it's going to be McCole Hardman because, to me, you compare him kind of to Tyreek Hill as, you know, the abilities. But I think what he did at Georgia, you know, his his abilities were shown a little bit more as a complete receiver compared to when Tyreek Hill came into the league. So I think right now his route running has surprised me with how how good it is. Um, and, And also I think with Hardman, too, I think there's a little bit of, I would just added bonus that, you know, Mahomes throwing in the ball. The added bonus there is to me that Hardman's, I think, a little bit wiser already than what people expect uh, for a rookie. So I think I think just they're going to try to get him as much touches as they can while Mahomes still spreads the ball around. Well, it's glad that you talk about Mahomes because I have to ask, do you think he'll I, – I, I'm not going to say that he's not going to, but it's highly improbable that he'll put up another 50, 50 TD season. But do you think he'll keep up that kind of production, or is it going to like really drop and they're going to go more? They're going to run more because you said they're going to run by committee. I heard Damian Williams is going to be the number one, even though it's going to be by committee. But do you think um, Mahomes will keep up his production, or is it going to be? Um, a nice spread, balanced offense. I think the production will stay there. If it drops, I mean, it, I mean, obviously it's hard to repeat what he did last year. I do think it'll drop some, but in terms of of touchdowns, I think touchdowns could still be close to say forty, forty-five. If you know all the receipt, like Sammy Watkins stays healthy. Plus, Andy Reid, in his in his history, he doesn't like to run the ball much. I mean, even with Alex Smith, you know, he wanted to throw the ball a lot. So I think he'll have a lot of chances to continue to throw the ball. So I think that's what, for fantasy football, you know, Mahomes is going to get a lot of chances, I think. Especially, you know, first half, I think he can easily get to 30, 35 attempts in some games where, you know, if the Chiefs have the ball that much in the first half. What I'd like to know fantasy-wise, uh, we've talked about it on this show before, the way a lot of scoring set up, rushing production from the quarterback position matters. And Mahomes does have a set of legs on him, and he can run the football. Uh, do you see them potentially expanding his role, rushing the football, or do you think they might even take it back and for just have him throw more? Because I'm looking here, he ran 60 times. And uh, I, I don't know how many of those were design runs or just scrambling, but do you think that number could go up, go down, or stay about there? I think it would stay about there, you know. I think he's, for running, you know, he's not going to do it unless it's at the last second. He's going to look all over the field and try to take his shot. Uh, running, I think, is the last thing usually on his mind. I think he's also, throughout last season, I think there was a big difference week to week on, you know, okay, he learned – I can't hold on to the ball this long, so I got to step up or step to the right and and extend the play. So I think once he sees something, he figures it out pretty quickly. So I think it'll stay about there. It'll be really interesting because <laughs> I just it he's not someone I just 
when you said 60 there, I was actually a little surprised he was, it was even that high. So um, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I think it will be about the same, though. Okay. Um, I know I kind of expect a regression passing-wise. I mean, 8.6 touchdown percent, is that's pretty elevated. And we, we've seen people have seasons of that nature before, but rarely do they ever repeat it. I mean, I still have Patrick Mahomes ranked as my number one quarterback right now. I feel like even if he is, like you said, and if he does regress to somewhere between 40 and 45 touchdowns, that still may lead the league. So, And I think if I could add to, I think defense, I mean, if they're a lot improved, if they're a lot more improved this year, you know, he doesn't have to do what he did last year all the time. So, you know, you, you can, you can not have to take as many deep shots late. You don't have to uh, force the ball early in games as much, you know, if the defense is a little more competent, I think that also adds into Mahomes' numbers as well. I'm, it almost seems like fantasy football people might actually hope that the defense doesn't improve and that the defense stay, you know, stays bad or gets worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a writer's perspective, I know, I know you got Darren Lee. I know the mammal is great and all. But who's the dark horse on your team? Like, who's the rookie that's making the most noise. It doesn't have to be a drafted rookie. It could be undrafted rookie. But, like, right. who's, like, the dark horse? I think I would have to go maybe undrafted receiver Cody Thompson. I think he's stood out the most out of the undrafted receivers between Felton Davis. Um, you know, Rashard Davis has been kind of in their preseason uh, squad before. But Cody Thompson, to me, especially because uh, Garrick Dieter, you know, he, he kind of got a chance last season at the end of the year. He's been hurt. He hasn't – I don't think he's practiced at all in pads so far. So Cody Thompson could, I think, make this roster. And, I mean, if he sees the field, I think he's got a good chance to, you know, see a good amount of targets throughout games. So um, Cody Thompson, to me, is the dark horse. I mean, it's, it's hard to pick, but I think Cody Thompson sticks out. Uh, is, he, is Thompson getting any work with the first team at all? Uh, he's he's been rotating in with the second team more than anything. I I know today Sammy Watkins was out with a illness, so they they rotated in a lot of guys alongside Tyree Kill and Demarcus Robinson. So I think he saw a lot of number one reps today, um, but mostly he's been with the second team. Okay, so you, and just to kind of go back earlier, you you kind of think McCole Hardman is going to emerge as the number three uh, instead of Demarcus Robinson. Has Hardman gotten on the uh, first team reps much in his case? Yeah, he's he's gotten a lot of first team reps. Um, and I think it's just kind of funny to watch uh, some of the videos from training camp. Like Mahomes will just, he loves to force the ball. Um, if, it's, if nothing's there, it's like he kind of just wants everyone to touch the ball. So I think Hardman's already getting a lot of... Um, a lot of good reps in, in the in, in camp, and um, hopefully it'll translate over to the season. He was really highly touted in Dynasty rookie drafts this year. At, at one point, especially when we were uncertain with Tyree Kill's status this year, it seemed like he was regularly going at the end of the first round. You know, I, I saw some places like 109 as, as early as that. And my <laughs> initial reaction was I thought maybe that they were drafting him more as a to replace Hill on special teams because I, I mentioned last year – the uh, PFF graded them as the top special teams team last year. I know Alessandro contests this with 
saying that the Jets had better, you know, ranked better in, uh, I think, return yardage total. But this is just PFF grading. The Jets ranked better in special teams grading altogether. Andre Roberts was our number one. Take this up with PFF, not me. I'm just reading their, their, the way they graded it. It's not necessarily just the stats either. But anyway, regardless, the Chiefs excelled at special teams in returning game, just as the Jets did. And I think in both cases, you know, the team wants to have those kind of players. So if Hill's maybe taking a step up in offense, I figured Hardman would see a regular role in the return game. Do you think that's the case? I think it's more likely punt return. They're Right now, they're kind of rotating guys at kick return. So... I don't really know if I can say right now who the kick returner will be, but punt return, I can see him getting a lot of reps, I, especially if you want to maybe only keep Tyreek Hill limited to receiver. Certainly, I, I could see him getting a lot of punt return reps for sure. So I, I have an article coming out about undrafted rookies and rookies that are going to make a big flash. Obviously, I have to talk about the undrafted rookies more. And mind you, I, I know there are guys that are ahead, but um, looking at the undrafted rookies, who's, who do you think, if, assuming these guys make their roster, who do you think is going to make the biggest splash as far as undrafted? Now, now, mind you, I know Kelsey, I know Tyreek, I know Sammy's all going to be there, but going forward, John Lovett, the tight end from Princeton, um, Jamal Curtis, and Andre Lindsay, they're, they're all buried in a depth chart. Looking at those guys, who do you think can, who has the best shot to make in the roster, first off, and make the biggest splash going forward? So for the roster, I think John Lovett will make it right now, though. Um, he did suffer a shoulder injury in the first preseason game. So I think the timeline the Chiefs are kind of talking with him is he could be placed on IR with an eligibility to return late in the year. And I, I really like John Lovett, you know, former, I believe, running back at Baylor before he was at Princeton. So he's he's just a, a freakish athlete that you can place anywhere on the offense. But I think splash-wise, I would go Custis just because knowing the Lovett injury right now. And, and Custis also, I think, when he was at Syracuse, like, I mean, I just – he he was so consistent, and, and 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 the plays he made, you know, he's just automatic. So I think Jamal Custis, if there's anyone for making a splash, it, it's probably him. I mean, it, it looks like he will probably make the team, considering he got a hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. Right, right. No, I mean, I'm I'm always down to talk about undrafted rookies and all that, and it's always nice to get opinions from you guys because you guys are right there. You know, the beat reporters always talking. Always like saying, "Oh, look, we we waved this guy, we got this guy." I mean, if I could talk defensive ends and linebackers, I would, because that linebacker is my favorite position in football. You know, those guys are tough, they're mean. But um, speaking fancy wise, looking at this, you know, I, I I'm favoring Andre Lindsay or Jamal Custis. You know, um, but I have to talk about, it. I have to bring it up because if I don't, then. I won't be doing my job properly. Yeah, I mean, I loved, I love Justice. I think, I think the expectations were a little higher for him than probably what what he's done so far, though. Um, in camp, you know, he didn't didn't really see a ton of action Saturday. Hopefully, that gets increased uh, in the coming preseason games. Well, they always rotate out with these rookies. 
they're always uh, trying to see what meshing fits game they could throw at each other. My last question to end with, I guess, uh, just about uh, recent news developments. And there's one thing I'm specifically looking for, uh, and it's about the health of Damian Williams. Uh, is there Are there any updates regarding his health? Has he returned? And uh, kind of what, what happened in his absence? Like who was getting first team reps when he wasn't there? So Damian Williams has returned. He, uh, he did work with the first team uh, the first day back. I think, I think they just trust Damian Williams so much. So I think he is, as long as he's healthy, I think he's always going to be part of the first team. And then as far as, um, you know, when he, when he was absent, Carlos Hyde and Daryl Williams uh, were splitting reps at first. And then I think they were splitting them basically between three guys, Carlos Hyde, Daryl Williams, and then Darwin Thompson. So I, I think they just they really love their running back room and they're just trying to get everyone um, working with the first team as much as they can early in camp. Because the Chiefs are actually quite an interesting fantasy team. I mean, there are there are four players that are essentially going in the top 30 of most drafts, at least average draft position right now. Uh, Tyree Kill is in PPR leagues, you know, since he <laughs> skyrocketed up and right now it's borderline a first round pick. His average draft position uh, right now is 201 uh in 12 team leagues travis kelsey's at 205 for average draft position damian williams at 211 and then pat mahomes at 303 <laughs> um do you think all of them deserve to be up there and do you think williams i mean I, I guess there's more certainty with certainly with hill and and uh, kelsey and to a certain extent mahomes although i think that's in one quarterback leagues thir- third round there's still a little too early for me but uh do you think damian williams will pay off that high draft price <laughs> I would say, right now, I would say no. I I would not take him that high, personally. I think I'm 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 still a little skeptical on him handling a lead back role. So that's that's kind of why, you know, right now I I'm I'm so skeptical, not knowing if he can if he can handle the lead back role enough, and and you know, especially the guys playing behind him for sure. Okay, Alessandro, do you have any final questions for Braden? Uh, no, in Mammal we trust. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I don't know. Still hate I... you guys for that. I still hate you guys for that. I can't believe <laughs> we did that. I I don't know if I've uh, as as much as you know the offense is is the big excitement. I don't know if I've uh, seen this much excitement about the defense for Kansas City in a long time. So yeah, Darren Lee. A uh, ton of guys, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, for sure. You know, there's just so many additions that it's it's really going to be fun to see how it takes shape on the defensive side. So uh, I know defenses kind of take a little while to gel, but uh, I mean, it it's really exciting to see some somebody like Tyron Matthew. You know, for me, he he kind of looks like an Eric Berry replacement, both as a leader and and on the field with his abilities. And then Frank Clark, I I do think is a big upgrade over D Ford. Um, you know, D Ford, it was good to see him do what he did last season, but I think Clark is just, you know, a little bit more proven in, in pressures and, and quarterback hits. So, I, I mean, it's exciting to see what the defense is building there. Oh, most definitely. I mean, most defenses get underrated because, especially the Chiefs. I mean, when you think of Chiefs, you think of that high-power offense, you don't think of their defense. And I will say you, the Chiefs have been collecting a nice – defense quietly they did no no 
too big flashy plays, no too big flashy signings. I mean, there, there are some kind of uh, breaking news that would happen, but other than that, it's just been uh, nice and quiet. I mean, I know you guys got Jeremy Acho and Darren Lee from the Jets. Um, broke my heart a little bit. But you also got Rashad Breland and Tyron Matthew. You got the Frank Clark deal. I mean, you have Xavier Williams. These are all nice little, you know, you got Kendall Fuller. He's a good uh, slot corner. I mean, these are all really nice upgrades. And I think the Chiefs defense has been a little bit underrated for a little while. But, I mean, well, these, I, I could expect it to see it go up. Yeah, and, and they also just added a uh, another former Jet uh, earlier last week, Morris Claiborne. Uh, he will be suspended the first four games, but, I mean, he, he had his two best years in, with the Jets, right? I mean, so I, I think it'll be good, him uh, teaming up with his former LSU teammate and Tyron Matthew. So, yeah, I mean, I'm it's certainly exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you mentioned Matthew. I think that's maybe the key signing for the defense, right? I mean, we saw him in Arizona be a a kind of a Swiss Army knife. Whatever that defense needed, you know, you needed a safety blitz. He could bring it. Uh, He could go out in coverage. He could help with the run game. Uh, So I I feel like he he was he's kind of something the Chiefs have been missing right in the heart of that defense, sort of someone who can do anything that's asked of him. And he's a pretty great athlete, and he knows how to make plays. Yeah, and uh, there's an off-season uh, kind of like, you know, all all or nothing, I believe it is, with the Panthers. Um, there's a, a new episode series called The Franchise, and they showed Matthew signing kind of the, the behind the scenes of it, and they gave Steve Spagnuolo a list of, of safeties he wanted, and, and he said Tyron Matthew is, is the guy that he continued to struggle to find what he did wrong. So, you know, I think he's the catalyst of, of their free agency and, and the catalyst of this defense. Excellent. Well, Braden, thank you for being the catalyst for the Chiefs for full press coverage and bringing us great insight about the team. Uh, certainly respect everything you have to say about them. Did you want to plug anything, your Twitter account or any of the work that you've done recently? Uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at ebearcat9. That's e. B-E-A-R-C-A-T-9, all one word. Um, also, follow me on Full Press Coverage, you know, doing – I'm uh, I'm, I'm just excited to get, get to the season, you know, start doing a little more content here. I've been kind of busy working lately. But, yeah, follow us, Full Press Coverage, Full Press Coverage Chiefs. I'm also going to start doing more uh, sportscaster streams, hopefully, when the games get going. So, um, I'm going to start kind of increasing content as the season gets going here. So you guys can follow me there. Looking forward to it all. I know I'm going to try and do more sportscaster stuff, at least for Packers. And actually, uh, Ian Glendon announced that we'll be doing, at least told me, and I don't think we announced this officially yet, but uh, that we're going to be doing some Sunday morning streams uh, for fantasy football and sportscasters. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, but, Braden, thank you for joining us. Uh, I know I greatly appreciated having you here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. I I, uh, I was so excited to do this, so thank you, guys. Excellent. We were excited to have you. Alessandro, any final words for Braden? Let's go, Chiefs. I'll root for you guys this year. <laughs> Dan Jets on your team. I'll root for the Chiefs. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for sure. I just need you to beat the Patriots. I know I can't do it this year, but I want to need you to beat the Patriots. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the new bar, right? The You know, no more division crown is, is, the, is the standard. It's beating the Patriots. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I kind of think we're all excited. I mean, I certainly after Alessandro's kind of spiel there, I think we're all going to be cheering for the New York Chiefs. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's such uh, an But uh, let's, uh, I guess we flew over this episode well enough. Yeah, a lot of Jets talk, surprisingly. <laughs> but I guess that's how it always is here at the Full Press Fantasy Podcast, when you get a, a Jets fan on, as well as a Packers fan. Had to mention that. Uh, but thank, thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, we are part of the Full Press Radio Network, and now the podcast is available on a lot of streaming services, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor. So be sure to uh, check us out everywhere uh, on Twitter at FPC underscore fantasy pod. The pinned tweet is actually links to all of the different channels. So whatever site you list to, you can have access to. So be sure to check us out on Twitter for that. Uh, while you're there, you may as well check out all of the full press coverage work at FP coverage, fullpresscoverage.com. Uh, if you want to follow any of the hosts on the show, Alessandro Senator is at AM underscore Senator. Dean Williams is at FPC Eagles and I'm at Yama underscore KS. Once again, thank you for listening to the Full Press Fantasy Podcast.